Blog Talk Radio. person 
not only as an actor but just as as a human being um i heard you say activist um what are the things that um motivate you to um uh, become an activist or what what are you an activist um for or whom are you yeah, an I activist mean- yeah, different things. I mean, I support, like, Feed the Children. So, you know, I'm very passionate about kids not being hungry. You know, I grew up and, you know, my parents weren't uh, well off or anything like that. As a matter of fact, when I first got to Hollywood, I lived out of my car and been in situations as such as, you know, that. And I have kids of myself right now. So uh, just looking at the scheme of life and, you know, there, there's no reason with all the resources that we have been afforded by you know, life itself and God. And so uh, there's no reason any kid, you know, no matter what, no kid should ever be hungry. And so I, I'm very passionate about that. I'm very passionate about the arts. You know, I think uh, we've lost touch with our spirits and with our uh, with with our beings because that has been demeaned in a sense uh, with the, you know, market change and all of that. But um, there's not a high regard for the arts as there, there used to be. I think everything has become commercialized, and it's all about that. It's all about the money, you know, and there's beauty in art, you know. I think there's beauty in creativity and um, being able to develop and to express and to dig into that. It just enhances the human soul and the human spirit, and I want to be able to contribute to getting back to, you know, holding that in high regards as it should be. Definitely. I definitely agree. I think because we have become such a um, technologically uh, dependent people, I think we've definitely lost a lot of the art um, and the the physicality of what artistry is. So I I can definitely agree with that. Yes, definitely. All right. right, So... um I'm definitely a big supporter of the arts, especially with literature and music. I'm a, I'm all for it. And anybody that's advocating art, got to be all for it. Um, because it's especially with children nowadays, you don't see too many children picking up different arts like, you know, piano, guitar, some of the stuff that, you know, if you, once you get into it, it really isn't better than you. I'm a person that learned how to play piano when I was 12, and I loved it. I just, it automatically grew with me, so I just loved it. So I, I definitely advocate for the arts. So I was reading up on you because I have to do my research, and I saw that you actually are Uh-oh. into capoeira. Or are yes. you still into it? Or did... <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that? still into it. Um, my my uncle, uh, really, he, uh, he, he was a big capoeira performer back in Brazil, and that's when I was introduced to it. Um, but then I didn't actually take it seriously until I got to Orlando, Florida, when I moved from Brazil to there. Um, I just fell in love with it, you know, music and uh, everything about it, you know, the physicalness, um, the abilities of discipline that come with it, and the whole um, art form, you know, and the concept behind it, uh, as it was originated from, you know, two slaves in Africa who migrated and free themselves by creating this art form and uh, migrated over to Brazil and to develop there. And so the whole thing just thrilled me, and I uh, I loved it. You know, I, it, was, it was almost like the stage bug for me. That was like my introduction to the arts um, and to performing, and from there on, everything else has been history. But, yeah, I love Capoeira. I teach it to my kids. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're always tumbling. We have a trampoline in the backyard, you know, and I'm always teaching them new things and um, so I've been privileged. I've been privileged to being able to be in a part of a school that uh, supported that and a family that also granted me that uh, opportunity. And I love that. I've used it in so many different fashions of my life. It's served me greatly. So, yes. And I'm I'm sure the, the art actually also teaches uh, discipline. So what is what is one of the biggest disciplines that, uh, Campo that has taught you? Yeah, self-discipline, you know, mainly uh, being able to control uh, yourself and your emotions in different circumstances and uh, difficulties of life and, you know, being able to look at life from that perspective and uh, respond in a, a appropriate and efficient manner. 
um, and in so many different ways, um, just um, bodily discipline as well. You know, I think we get carried away with our uh, structure of lifestyle here in the Western <laughs> civilization of the world, um, you know, fast food and all that. And also, um, not to be, you know, so, and I'm not trying to be like a diet rat or anything like that, but, you know, that's that's a huge part of our health, you know, and I struggle with that. Uh, within my family, there's a huge line of all kinds of diseases and all that. So me looking forward and knowing that that is already within my bloodstream, um, you know, how, what, what are some of the things that I can do to prevent it? Um, and, right. you know, dieting and, and keeping, you know, well with my body is a huge thing. And Capoeira has taught me that greatly. So. Okay. So speaking of health and um, self-discipline, um especially with food, uh, what is your weakness when it comes to, you know, eating healthy and staying healthy? But I know that there's always, I think we all have that one thing that is our weakness, and we it's always hard to say no to. What is <laughs> your weakness when it comes to, you know, eating something that you know you're not supposed to, but it's really hard for you to be like, oh, I can't. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? I don't, I don't have any. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, watch my agent call me. I thought you were, you know, on the strict diet. You cannot know. I'm just, um, yeah, flan for me, um, anything with sweets, you know, oh. uh, I think, yeah, it's very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> my mom do you also like, makes how, how do you like your flan? Because I know they're diff- everybody doesn't make their flan the same. Some people make it more um, airy and jello-y, and there are others that make it more creamy and more um, rich. Yeah, like definitely a, more creamy with uh, um, the uh, condensed milk and all that. I, yeah. My wife makes like a mean, mean, mean flan that every time she makes it, it's like we eat the whole thing. <laughs> so it's never <laughs> like... Yeah, so sometimes she has to reserve and make like half of one, you know. Like, okay, that's how you guys are getting uh, yes, I, I can. I, 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 I love sweets. Sweets is your weakness, huh? <laughs> sweets for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know, especially I can I can definitely relate with the whole flan. I, I if when the flan is really well made and it's nice and creamy, it's nice and rich. I can't put it down. So I don't have it all the time, but when I do, I really enjoy it. So. um you uh, spoke of your children when you were um, talking about um, previously about you know with the, with mar- the campo era martial arts. Um, how what has that has the martial arts excuse me taught your children? What have you seen them um, pick up from it and develop from it? Yeah, aside from you know everything that I already mentioned, I think um, self awareness for them. Um, being able to know what their abilities are and developing that at an early age and uh, concreting a self-identity uh, for themselves and knowing that, you know, perhaps it is their passion or not to pursue something athletic or of that regard. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's important for them to be advanced um, as much as possible, not to push it too much and let them be little and let them enjoy their childhood, but also teaching them right. all of those things you know, creatively so, and I think Tapoeira affords it because it's fun, you know, and so you're not doing something so mechanical and systematic like a school can come across as, um, even though that is very important, uh, but it's fun. So they're playing and they're learning about their abilities and, they're, you know, they're creating all of these things that is only going to serve them and only going to be an advantage for them to have that knowledge at an early age, so. Right. And what what ages are they, if you don't mind us asking? Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, Pablo's thirteen, Israel's four, and then is two. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you have uh, two younger ones. We have a five-year-old in this house, so we completely understand. Um, oh. You know the energy, <laughs> the energy that comes with them. So it, it oh, is yeah. definitely. Un- and you definitely don't want to enhance that with any sugar. 
We definitely try to stay away from sugar with the five-year-old because he's energetic (laughs) as is. And if we give him just a piece of candy, we're up till like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) He'll he'll see us go to sleep. Just, it's no good. <laughs> then he'll be touching you guys in. <laughs> exactly. And, we'll, and and it's happened before. This is a true story. We woke up like, why are you still up? Not sleeping. It's, it, and, and, and all we can do is just shake our head and just tell him to go to sleep. But it, it's our fault when we give him the candy. So um, our next question is, when did you realize that you wanted to get into acting and take it seriously? Wow, that's a good question. Um, you know, acting has kind of fallen into my lap. I wasn't pursuing that from the get-go. I was pursuing soccer. That was like my childhood dream. Um, but, you know, I just kept getting opportunities uh, right from high school. Um, as a matter of fact, when I auditioned for Universal Studios Orlando, um, I got in with the first audition where most people, like, you know, they struggle to get in. I say that to say that nice. I just kind of kept going along with what was happening and I don't think I actually realized because even while I was out here for the first time everything was kind of like a trial and error for me uh some of my friends that came out during the same time with me didn't book didn't get the representation right off the bat as I did within like the first two or three weeks um so there was yeah, it was, it was very rare and, you know, unusual. And I wasn't sincerely, I wasn't like, this hat, you know, this is it and this is plan A and there's no plan B. I was just, I was literally just going along with it. So I accepted and I embraced <laughs> the calling. But it wasn't, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, I don't have like a specific time frame or I know that it, it took a few years for me to settle okay. into my heart and to say, okay, this is working. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. Um, and so I might as well, you know, start putting my head, you know, fully into this. Um, and it took about a few years. There was a few projects down the road of being out here and all that. Um, I don't I don't have a specific time frame, but um, it didn't happen right away. So I don't know if that answers okay. your question. that. Yeah, and, I, it's, I, and it's, now I take it seriously. <laughs> so. Well, you know, it, it, sometimes everybody's calling doesn't, or everybody doesn't realize what their calling is immediately or right off the bat. So it's it's good to know that every you know that when you started, this isn't necessarily what you wanted to do, but as you've gone more into the craft of acting. And the the arts of it, uh, you've embraced it and you've become passionate about it, and 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 we see that come through in your work because it's obviously something that it's not forced. It, it's it's taken its course naturally, and you've grown from it and you've you've matured as an you're maturing as an actor. So that's good to know that even though this isn't necess- wasn't necessarily what you were really digging you, your heels in for this is really what your calling is because otherwise I don't think your op- the opportunities would have necessarily come as, you know, as easily as they did. You know, Absolutely. the old saying goes, you always find what you're looking for when you're not necessarily right. looking for it. And right. that's the best right. Best way to put it. When you you weren't, you weren't looking for it, you um, how were you a very good soccer player? If you, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, I, I I definitely was. I played um I played varsity most of my high school years, and I you know being Brazilian, I was playing since I was you know born pretty much. So I I definitely uh, aspired um to become that. Just I left that, and let me just say that you know with the whole acting thing, it wasn't like I wasn't. You know, I was against it as well. I wasn't being coerced into this at all. Um, I, I was very, very, you know, fortunate and grateful for the opportunities. I just didn't, you know, put too much into it as most people do. I was just, I was grateful and I went along with it. Right. It was more of you having fun but not necessarily taking it as serious at at first. Right. Yeah. Got you. All right, so let's talk about your one of your first bigger projects, and that's Ned's Declassified. How was it working on that, especially working on Nickelodeon in that particular project? 
It, it was so much fun. Um, it, I've groundbreaking for me because it, you know, it really introduced me. <laughs> I used to sit at my mom's couch while I lived with my mom, um, and, um, at, you know, at a young age and, and just dreaming and, you know, looking into these TV shows and being like, Oh wow. So cool to be on a set and look at all these things that are happening. And then I get to, uh, Nickelodeon. I'm like, Oh, the, the lockers are papers. <laughs> it's, it's really just a mural, you know, the school isn't, you know, we're not, we shot like outside locations and I'm probably going to get in trouble for spoiling a lot of the listeners. Uh, with the illusion of a camera in Hollywood. But, you know, that's what it was. So for me, it was like, uh, you know, Hollywood, you know, acting 101. And they don't teach you that in the school, you know. Uh, So a lot of times you're having to readjust really to just, you know, what you are making believe. And so uh, it was fun. I mean, the cast was great. I became real great friends with them. We did a lot of events together and um, became a very family um, intertwined as I got to know their families and vice versa. Um, and it opened up the door for me here in Hollywood. And now, honestly, I'm very um, uh, fortunate and grateful to have gotten that opportunity because, you know, imagine coming out here in non-union with independent and student films under your belt and then getting a hit series like that and becoming a series regular on it and then being promoted and, you know, introduced as, you know, just as you know enough of of the caliber as these um actors who've been working on it for years and years and so it it was a very very um uh, great opportunity for me and then from there on I haven't stopped um and you know I'm just I'm thankful <laughs> definitely um do you still keep up with any of the cast here and there on social media, uh, we don't, like, hang out as we used to. I used to have, like, Thanksgiving dinners with Scott Fellows in his house, which which was the creator of the show and the rest of the cast. And so I haven't done anything like that since having my own family, my own kids. It's been a few years. But every now and then, we'll you know, we'll see each other online here and there and like each other and things like that. Okay. And speaking of family, um, how has your family life have been affected um, with the success that that has come with with your career? Because I know, especially now, with with power being as um, popular as it is, how has that affected, you know, your family life? And I know paparazzi can be so overwhelming sometimes. And um, how how has your privacy been affected? Because I know that um, a lot of actors like to try to keep their family um, away from the spotlight. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, <laughs> I, this is going to be a little weird, but yeah, very greatly. I mean, the the benefits as a byproduct of the industry, because I know that you, you know, the listeners can be perceiving, you know, and based on what they know that, you know, paparazzi is, as you said, you know, a, a burden and all that, but there's a lot of benefits to that, you know, and um, as 50, <laughs> 50 Cent taught me, you know, there's an image side to the business and then there's a talent side to the business. So, you know, they both go hand in hand and um, you have to understand that uh, the business operates that way and you have to adapt. And if you're not willing to adapt, then you're probably not going to go much further than where you are. So you have to be... Uh, entrepreneurial in that sense and um, seek for ways to benefit and and to really marry the two. So, you know, all of that to say that my family is a great support and they love it. You know, they love all the attention that they get. Um, My wife uh, is doing interviews now as well and uh, being asked to do things. Um, And she's in the industry. My sons want to be in the industry. So they're all for it. So they're a great support system and we embrace it. We embrace everything. You know, it does get like when I was uh, in New York um, for the second time I came back out after uh, doing the premiere for Power. It got a little, you know, uh, hectic with like I was eating in restaurants and I couldn't eat because, you know, I was bombarded with the fans. But all of that, and honestly, like I am so uh, thankful for because if it wasn't for the fans, then I wouldn't be where I'm at. And so you just have to kind of know how to balance and how to stay away so that you can rejuvenate and uh, be you for a little bit, you know, and uh, refuel. 
But all of that right. I love, and they love, and they support, and we're all for it. Okay. Well, um, you did mention fans, and I just want to give a heads up to all of our listeners um, and those people who are your fans. If they'd like to call in, we want to set some a little bit of time at the end of the show um, for the callers, and the number to dial is three four seven two one five eight five five eight, and you can press one if you if you'd like to get on air and ask Benicia a question. And um, but moving forward, um, that, that definitely uh, there's definitely uh, pros and cons with the industry. So it's really good that you have balanced it out and can, have, have kind of figured out what the what works for you and your family. Um, because I know sometimes it can be overwhelming. Um, but like you said, you are trying to have dinner, and sometimes all you want to do is have dinner with your family, and you can't because right. you're so overwhelmed. Um, and you know, we we try to understand. I, I know, for me, if if that was if I saw somebody that was uh, that I was a fan of, and and they're having dinner, um, I try to respect their time, um, at least that they could eat. But how um, how has your your how did you meet your wife? Um, I met my wife through her sister. Um, different set of, you know, people that mutually knew each other and um, met her through that. And uh, we congregated um, the same places around the same time, and we just, we met one day. (laughs) So... Kind of like you heard about her and you you heard her name, but you didn't really. It was always it, there was that time came when you you guys actually ended up meeting each other and. Yeah, it was actually I, I was actually <laughs> lost and looking for this place, and she said, "Are you lost?" And I was like, "Yes, I am." And then, you know that was our introduction, but we mutually knew, like our my friends and her friends, and then uh, was related to her sister. And we used to hang out at the same places and. Uh, we used to go to like Starbucks and things like that, and um, just hang out, you know, talk, and um, and we so we we started, you know, congregating the same places together, and um, um, you know, eventually developed into a, a dating <laughs> process, and here we are today, and I'm very okay. happy. <laughs> I would hope so. That's and that's really great to hear. All right, so. Um, one question I did I want to ask is because you did talk about you know some of the things that Fifty Cent told um, told you. What is it like to work with Fifty Cent? And, you know, I know he's not so much on the show itself, but behind the scenes, I'm pretty sure you get the chance to talk to him and pick his brain. What's it like? Oh my goodness, it's amazing. Um, it's like being on a roller coaster ride while you know getting deposits into your bank at the same time. Every time I'm around him, he is just, no, seriously, he's just filled with wisdom. And more than, you know, any amount of money that he could have paid me for being on the show, he was my boss. Um, You know, he instilled um, a broader way of looking at life and looking into the industry. For me, that is priceless. Every time you're around him, he just has nothing but encouraging and inspiring things to say. First time I met him, he gives me a hug, tells me how much, you know, he appreciates what I was doing and my talent and so forth and so on. And then he gives me this wisdom about the industry. And so now it's just kind of like every time around him. And let me say, um, he may not have been in front of the camera, but he was on the set like almost always. And he was almost at every single table read and he took time to talk to everybody and during the events that we did, he was bombarded, and I mean bombarded to the emphatical way and, you know, expression of that word. And he was nothing but humbled, would turn around. He was being pulled from one shoulder, you know, nagged from the other constantly. Yeah, no problem, no problem. And he's smiling for pictures here and there. And that was, you know, the course of six or seven months of being around him. So I learned so much, you know, just from his composure, the way he dealt, everything he taught me, and we, the, you know, conversations that we had, and, and he was always on set. So that's a, you know, non-stopping working guy. His his work ethic is, you know, um, in, in, impeccable. So I'm very grateful to have had that opportunity. That's great uh, because, especially 
you know, you have artists who have, 50 has a lot of things. Um, I know he's an entrepreneur. He has um, a lot of di- different businesses, and I know he's, you know, much like a lot of artists, that he has a lot of things where he has his hands on. So it's very good to know, and it's really refreshing, actually, at least for me, that he is so hands-on when it comes to the show because I can I can understand that the show is very time-consuming, especially if you're doing table readings and you're doing takes and you're doing, you know, recording, and, you know, that he is actually so involved um, with the show itself as well as, the actors and and you know the people that are um, behind the scenes. It's really good to know. And I think Definitely. that was a choice for him. Uh, he he could have done the opposite, and I think he it was personally a choice that he wanted to have hands on. You know, so yes, definitely. That definitely sounds like you know not me not necessarily personally knowing 50 Cent, but just from what it seems he puts out there, that definitely seems like the type of person he is. So it's not far-fetched to hear that. It's, it's good to know that the image that he puts out there is an image that's behind the scenes and in front of the camera always. So the next question we have to ask is, how did you get involved with Power? Um, how did the opportunity come about? Um, uh, it was a process of auditioning. Um, they actually didn't want to see me at first, the casting directors. Um, and so we had to push, and uh, what they did is they asked me to put myself on tape for one of the roles. I did. I got the call uh, that they wanted to see more <laughs> at that point. Um, then it was, you know, about a month, you know, worth of auditioning um, between characters. I auditioned for the role of uh, Julio and then Ruiz and then Nomar, um, and then I got Nomar in the end, but it was about a month worth of auditioning. So what was your initial reaction reading the character of Nomar? I loved it. Um, I was, you know, hoping that I was going to be able to get it. Just because um, my stereotype is always so black and white, and I think Nomar gave me an opportunity to uh, branch out of that a little bit. And I think what you're going to be seeing me doing this coming summer, which is what I'm currently filming now, is the exact effect and result of having had the opportunity of doing the Nomar. Um, And with that, breaking the stereotypes that we Latinos and, you know, minorities get usually placed in and, um, and then it becomes, you know, from a cultural mindset, uh, something that is so cliche, you know? And so um, what we seek to do, especially us that are, um, diverse, you know, and I, I remember Courtney Campagbo, the creator of Power, telling me, look, just you have to realize that we are people of color and there's nothing we can do about that. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I look at that and I, 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 I say to myself, well, what can I do about that, you know? And I think what she was saying is, you know, we have to, um, uh, we have to be able to display and to, we, we have a challenge in front of us. You know, and um, we're not going to be able to change the mindset overnight. So being able to have opportunities like, you know, Nomar Empower created uh, a branch for me to be able to do what I'm doing now and therefore breaking that stereotype and then therefore saying, look, I'm an actor. I'm not just a minority. I'm not just this stereotypical gangster or Latino persona that you have as your perception of what Latinos are. I am an actor, period, you know, whether you're black, whether you're Latino, whether you're Chinese, whether whatever you are, uh, if you're an actor, that's that's my goal, and that's where I want to seek to direct my uh, future in this industry is to be able to produce things like Courtney and 50 are doing that are going to be of a diverse cast in a leading position to be able to display that we are actors, period, and hopefully change the cultural mindset to accept us as such and not to look us into these little boxes of minorities. And, you know, because it's all being done at the source, where the idea is coming from, where, where the writing is being panned in, and we have to be able to change that for that to happen. So I think, you know, being able to have work as such uh, was key for me, at least in my career, to be able to change that. That is definitely powerful. I hope everybody listened. If you didn't, if you didn't catch anything else in this pro- in this interview, I really hope they paid very close attention 
to what you just said because I don't think there's enough people that are are saying that. You know, it's it's we see all this stuff, and you know, I hear people complaining about different shows, but the power isn't in complaining. The power is getting behind the scenes and changing the story yourself and making it to yeah. where you're getting positive images. You can't complain in front of TV. Complain by writing and changing it. That's exactly it. Exactly. I, de- I definitely agree with that. Now, um, what are, I know that you have been learning a lot, but what are some of the um, biggest things or, you know, major key points that you have found um, learning uh, while filming on the set of Power? Me personally or as an artist? Both. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I learned so much, um, you know, artistically that I, I think, you know, what I took away the most was, you know, just the perception that 50 gave me of, you know, this is just as much about image as it is about, you know, your talent. Um, and not to be too... Um, how do I say it, uh, negative or, you know, the reality is that there's a hundred other actors out there who could take my spot right now and who might even be better off, uh, better better talented than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I don't see that as, like, demeaning in any sense. I, I think that that's reality and um, I embrace that. And so for me, it's like, okay, so then how do I continue to make this moment permanent for myself and for my family Um, Mm -hmm. and tapping into that entrepreneurial mindset again is like okay it's it's twofold you know you have to tap into uh, the talent side and be able to grow there but you also have to be able to establish yourself as an image because it is a product because like he said to me it's all about do you have an image is it sellable and what are you doing with it you know, get everything you can, get it now. And so, um, you know, this, every industry that you can get into in life works in such a way, maybe to various as, of degrees, but uh, you have to be able to sell. And so um, I think um, learning that artistically has served me um, the most in my career path. And the results are, uh, the proof is in the pudding, and the results are clear. You know, I've never have gotten offers within the 10 years of my acting career. And the last year I got three. One was a, um, a feature film that is out right now with Rob Lowe and Pas Viga, Beautiful and Twisted. I also got Wild for the Night with Benny Boom, Emilio Rivera, James Maslow, Tommy Flanagan from Sons of Anarchy. That's coming out in this summer as well. Uh, and then Misfortune as well was a straight offer based off of what I was doing uh, from my marketing standpoint with power. So, um, and that's coming out at the end of this year as well with them, Desmond Davinish. Uh So, you know, personally, um, just that I am uh, a lot stronger and a lot more talented than I um, gave myself the credit for. And so I learned a lot about myself, um, you know, as a, as a father, as a being able to be away for such a long period of time and, um, you know, still being able to balance both worlds and still cater enough time to my family and and my kids over the phone, Skyping, you know, coming over on the weekends or having them come over um, and being able to manage that. And then also the talent that I have outside of acting that um, has been afforded me to pursue that I saw as a passion and that now I see that I, you know, really want to develop and grow and, um, you know, things here and there from, uh, you know, being able to support and open up charities and um, other entrepreneurial avenues around the world. And um, Brazil is now a huge market that I'm uh, seeking to tap into, and they're going to be doing a special on my career next month um, um, for Planeta Brasil off of Global, which is like the huge network there. And so, you know, just discovering other passions of my music as well, you know, Um that I, you know, didn't know that I wanted to do, and I do now, and so I'm going to be doing that. So you're hearing that. <laughs> Music awesome. Is 
Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Now, great. Now, are you going to be rapping? Are you going to be singing? A combination of both? Are you going to be playing an instrument or instruments? <laughs> yeah, all, all of the above. Uh, my brother and I uh, are, you know, a group, and so we've uh, teamed up, and both he and I grew up doing capoeira and, you know, singing, performing, and uh, playing all kinds of different instruments. Um, nice. And so, yeah, we're going to be doing all, all of the above, and hopefully internationally, so soon to come. <laughs> In the world better look out. Definitely. Now you mentioned you mentioned charities. Um what are the charities or chari- charitable organizations or non profits that are nearest and dearest to your heart? I, I if we read that you were um uh you really like working with Feed the Children and I believe World Vision. Yes, World Vision of Feed the Children, and I volunteered um, uh, and supported Red Tie, the Red Tie event off of Orlando, Florida. Um, and I'm so thankful for Commissioner Samuel B. Ings for having afforded me the opportunity to be able to go. And what they do is they uh, raise up funds for uh, kids and seniors programs around their districts like YMCA, things like that, um, to okay. be able to continue developing and supporting uh, those two, um, and so I'm very, very passionate about that, you know, and, um, you know, my mom is getting older, and um, I'm seeking to give her her retirement this year. She had cancer, colon cancer, about five years ago and survived that, but just last year we found out that she uh, actually had a tumor in her leg, and so she's actually in Brazil right now operating, um, so, you know, I told her, when you come back, you know, that's it, no more work for you, so... Um, you know, and my dad is coming around to that age as well. So, you know, being having the opportunity that I have now to be able to, you know, give him that, I want to do so. And so, you know, I just see the importance of being able to take care of our elders, you know, and uh, our, our, our parents as they age and to give them, um, you know, a good retirement and things like that. So I want to be able to help other people uh, to do that as well. So. I definitely agree. Um, we, um, our family is big, are big advocates of um, fights against cancer, uh, regardless of uh, the type of cancer that it is. Um, we are all f- uh, for you know, finding a cure and, um, you know, awareness of, you know, whatever type of cancer it may may be. So we definitely um, can understand where you're coming from and that we I definitely agree with you on taking care of your parents, especially as as they age and mature. Because they took care of us for so long, you know, that's the least we can do is take care of them, you know, when we, when we get, are afforded that opportunity to be able to do that. So, you know, they they took care of us with, with a smile. We can definitely do, afford them that opportunity as well. Absolutely. The only reason I'm here is because of them. Exactly. Exactly. So, um and just you know, moving forward just a little bit, um, what have been or has been the most annoying thing that you've gotten asked by any of your fans? Um, say that again. What is the most amazing one? What's been the most annoying thing that you've been asked by by a fan? What the most repetitive? Oh, annoying. Um, <laughs> Um, I would say to um, do more pictures without my shirt and <laughs> things of that sort. Um, I also get a lot of uh, requests for um, very obscure and private parties. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh wow! Still send me that, <laughs> but they do. Yeah, as a matter, yeah, we won't get into that, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I guess they see, you know, I guess they saw what Nomar was, and people have a different time, like, differentiating me from the characters, and they just, because it didn't start until I was on power, Um, but yeah, every now and then, I just got one the other day, you know, it's happening in Miami, and they're like, hey, I want to invite you, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not conforming to that (laughs) Get a lot of doing. Oh, it's funny because they. I guess a lot of people, you know, your fans can. Uh, it's hard for them to tell, you know, to to dif- 
differentiate real life from, you know, your character. And that just says that you're doing a really great job at what you're doing. Um, but I can see, I can definitely understand that it gets annoying. But what has been <laughs> your favorite project? My favorite project, wow. Um, Even if it's one that hasn't been released yet. You know, I, I would have to say that the one that I'm filming right now is probably on my top, on the top of my list um, okay. for various different reasons. Um, and unfortunately, I can't say any more than that. But people will definitely That's understandable. Use, yeah, be able to watch it this summer. So okay. So yeah, I'm, uh, not, being I'm a, not too thrilled. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Finish off. No, I, I was just going to say on that that you know it's it, for me it's not so much about um, you know the actual person that I'm working with, and I know some of the fans can um, be attracted to that, and you know for understandable reasons, um, and and I can boast about all the kinds of people that I've worked with and all that, um, or necessarily the project, but for me it's like the growth and the, who I've become within the process and where I'm at today. And so that's why I say the one that I'm filming now because um, I, I am just so much better in, you know, in all kinds of ways. And I the privilege that I have with the character that I'm playing right now uh, is just beyond anything that I've been able to do. And so I think it's going to be able to open up a lot more doors uh, and so I'm very, very excited about it. And not to mention that it's a project that is on demand right now. So when it comes out, it's going to come out with a boom because everybody's expecting it. So. All right, we'll definitely be looking forward to it, definitely. All right, so it's about that time of the show where we're going to act, uh, open up the, the floor to any callers on the line to let them ask you any questions. So are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. And this is actually one of our hosts on the show. I know he's a big fan of power, so I'm going to get put him on the line. And actually, he's not ready, so I'm going to give him a few minutes. Um, I do have another question that I would like to ask. Because you, you started out in Nickelodeon, and now you're on power. You know, um, was it hard to transition from being seen as that, you know, Nickelodeon actor to power, or was it a seamless transition? Seamless. No problem at all. I'm an actor. I can do it all. Okay. All right. Definitely understand that. Being a parent of... I'm sure three amazing children. How are you able to balance? I know you you talked about this a little bit. Of what's the, what is what is the hardest thing about balancing out? Um, you know your schedule as for your for your, you know being an actor, and then just taking some time to be a dad. And what is your favorite thing to do with your boys? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I, I think managing the time most effectively is being able to business and then um, understanding that you are here now to serve. Um, and that can be a tricky thing because, you know, I'm, I'm served so much and, <laughs> you know, I have a PA for this, a manager for this, a, you know, everybody doing everything for me on the sets. And so, you know, reorchestrating that and changing that um, and then coming home and saying, okay, now it's all about them. It's not about me at all. Uh, that can be challenging at times. So, you know, being, um, I, I think just diving into that is what helps me the most, you know, and sometimes I can take a little moment, uh, t- take a little uh, beat for me to get there, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that they support what I do and they understand, you know, and when I'm, you know, still caught up in my moment, uh, they bring me right back to reality, and okay, I'm a dad, you know, and they can't operate <laughs> without me, and so, you know, I have no choice, and I'm very grateful for that, and it right. teaches me, it keeps me humble as well, you know. Um, favorite thing to do with my boys is that, you know, we love to to, to tumble, um, so I, I love being with them. Uh, they love to do, you know, my 13-year-old right now, he's into girls, and, you know, <laughs> he's at that age already, so for him, right. it's like, you know, yeah, you know, going out with his friends and 
which he doesn't do, you know, as much because um, we keep it as controllable as possible. Um, right. And then uh, with my four-year-old, you know, he loves, like, he he's really, like, uh, he's like me a lot. He's a very easy, very flexible. He loves anything that is just spending time together. You know, that could be just going for ice cream or, you know, we could go to the movies. Anything um, that is just he and I time, um, he loves and uh, supports that. We go to the beach a lot. Uh, I think that's okay. where I find a lot of my serenity. Uh, sometimes we go the, uh, just to the Santa Monica Pier here and we'll just walk and, you know, we don't necessarily have to be in the water or anything. We'll just be in the sand and walk it, go get a bite to eat and then come back and, you know, just enjoy the view. So I think that brings a lot. As a matter of fact, uh, me and my wife have been talking about our next house is going to be on the beach because of it. So, um, but, you know, we love doing things like that. And we have a full-time nanny and a maid that lives with us. So, okay. you know, that's the... Yeah, there's That's no way to do it without it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, with the traveling and everything. So it, there's no other way. So um, that helps a lot as well. So, And I'm sure that you always have to make time for your beautiful wife. So uh, I know that you always uh, – what's one of your favorite things to do for her as far as date night? Because I know um, even though you both are traveling and you both are busy, there has to – you guys make time for one another. Um, what is your favorite thing to do um, or one of your favorite things to do for date night to make sure that you guys are still, you know, on the same page and there's still that the romance is still kept alive in your relationship? Yeah, and that's huge. And so every Friday is date night. And so what she likes to do is be surprised. Uh, so what we started to do lately, yeah, because, um, you know, not every week we get to be together. So, you know, for the few last months, because I've been filming uh, this new project, so I've been here. But, like, next month I'm getting ready to start traveling again. I'm going to be doing a promotion uh, in Detroit for a few days, and then I'm heading to Orlando, and then we got the Brazil thing coming. So, uh, so anyways, uh, what we love to do now is we love to um, uh, just be secret. Like, each Friday um, that we spend together, like, I'll pick something, and I'll say, okay, we're going to do this. You know, and then it'll turn out that it's completely different. And what we do, we, the reason we do that is we get away. So um, I'll say, okay, we're going to go out for breakfast, you know, and then we end up spending the whole entire day off. I'll get a hotel and everything, you know. So, it's, uh, But we tell that to, you know, our nanny, our maid, and our kids so that they don't, they're not expecting us um, <laughs> back. And so we trick each other that way, and so it, it creates – um, uh, a fun atmosphere and then uh, uh, a surprising one as well. So, you know, we never know what we're going to get is what I'm trying to say. And it creates more fun for us too because then when she get, when yes, she does it, yes, yeah, she surprises me with things too that I like. The element and, you know, keeps that romance alive. I definitely, I can definitely get with that. You, kudos to you guys. You guys are doing great. Yeah, it's a challenge, but we, we we're, yeah, we're trying. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what um that's what marriage is is all about, you know, making it work even when your schedules may not necessarily allow it. But we're actually going to bring in um uh uh Chills, <laughs> who is one of our hosts and he is ready to um ask you a question. Okay. Chills, you are on with Venetius. Hey, what's going on? Venetius, I want to say first of all, thank you for coming on. Thank you. No problem. I'm a huge fan of the show. I'm a huge fan of your work. Thank uh, you. I do. Well, I, after listening to the interview, I had to cross out some of the questions I was going to ask because they were already asked. But I do. I mean, I do have. I think I have. I think I have a couple though. One is: Are you surprised that power took off the way that it did? Are you surprised Not that power came to hit that it? Not at all? No, not at all. No, I, I knew that based on the, the, the content and, and the caliber of the writing that this is going to be uh, something unique. And, you know, we, we set out for it for that. So I, I, was very, um, I was very aware. We were just waiting for it. Okay. I mean, because I actually have seen every episode ever since Power debuted. Actually, the first episode I remember was a, it was actually an uncle that I caught. I was on my way to work one Sunday morning. I, I got I got stuck into watching the show. I actually ended up calling it late that day. 
but ever since then I've been I've been addicted. Hey, welcome to the club. <laughs> I've been addicted. I mean, I think I've promoted power like crazy. I think I think I got a lot of people introduced to it. Uh, I think that might. Okay, I thought I had another another question too. Oh, I mean, besides, I mean, besides the, uh, the sparkly chemistry with the cast of power, but Omar and Matari and the best. Um, I had worked with the Omari already on Dark Blue, so I already had a connection with him, and he was just as humble then as he was when he was. Uh, uh, being ghost on power, uh, we meshed so well, the cast and crew, that we became a family. And I know it's cliche to say that, but uh, to give you just, you know, a, a summary or a reflection of what I mean by that is that, like, um, uh, Josh Williams, who uh, was a, a production assistant on the show, he and I teamed up and did a short. Leslie Lopez, who was in the show, came in and was a part of the short with us. We brought in AZ, the rapper, uh, to be in it, um, you know, Andy Vogelli from Breaking Bad DP for us. So, you know, now was the relationship that developed with just about everybody else as well. And I had already worked with Cinqua as well. So it was almost like family reunion in a lot of ways with a lot of the cast. Okay. And then with the other ones, you know, we just, we meshed for sure very well together. Okay. All right, that's all I have. <laughs> Again, thanks for calling in. Thanks for uh, doing this interview. Thank you. Thank you for your questions. No problem. Thank you for answering them. Stay fruitful. I will. All right. Thank you, Chills, for calling in and asking questions. And right now, that was the only person on the line. So what we're going to do is, um, do you have any upcoming projects that you want people to go check out? I know there's a couple projects that you're not able to talk about, but anything that you are able to talk about that's upcoming that you would like people to definitely go check out. And how can they get in contact with you maybe on social media? Because I know social media is big for a lot of stars. And let me say something, because I, I did check out your Twitter. You're one of the rare stars that do follow back a lot of the people and interact with a lot of the fans that talk to you. I, I've, I've noticed that. So that's, that's real big also. Yeah, I try as much as I can. Um, I'm actually uh, doing a lot more Instagram now because from there you can just access, you know, your Twitter and your Facebook because it's hard to keep up with everything at the same time. Um, but, um, yeah, V Machado 82 on all my social media or you go to my website, machadovinicius.com, and everything's there. Um, as I said, you know, while for the night, I'm getting ready to produce a few other things myself, uh, but that's still in the works. Um, while for the night's coming out, uh, in the summer, and then this project I'm doing right now is coming out in the summer as well. And look out for Misfortune. You can also catch Beautiful and Twisted. So many pictures is out right now on Lifetime, and uh, going to DVD soon. Uh, so you can catch those out. And then a brand new season of Power is coming out this year as well. And that is all I will say about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Venetius, we definitely want to thank thank you for coming through. You are a great interview, great person. We love – you are more than welcome to come through any other time that you want to come through. We appreciate you shopping, coming through and blessing us with an amazing interview, and we wish you the best. Thank we'll you. We'll definitely uh, be checking out everything, like your upcoming projects, and we'll definitely – um, share uh, with our friends and our fans uh, about all of the things that you have. And we want to thank you again for for your time because we know that you are a busy man. Um, but we appreciate your um, your time and your humility and your words of wisdom as well. Um, from our heart from, and from our family tours, we thank you very, very much. Right back at you. Thank you so much. No problem, and we are going to close out with the opening theme of Power, again, that he's that's going to be coming up this summer. You can also check him out, like he said, in Beautiful and Twisted. That's a Lifetime movie. Wow. Wild Fight and, conf- and Conflicted. Is that correct? Misfortune. 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 Sorry. And Misfortune. So, again, everybody have a great night. Thank you so much, and we're out. Deuces. Ah, thank you.